This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by HVAC Trustbooks. Go to HVACTrustbooks.com to discover how this tool can help you close more sales. Thank you for joining us. Here's how we will help your business and you today. A few weeks ago, in my weekly easing, Contractor Sense, yes, same name, I asked readers whether they were the arsonist and the fireman, or whether they had an arsonist employee. I got many responses. Roger Davison, a former HVAC business owner, and now a great consultant in our industry and others, emailed me back. Roger had some great suggestions, so I asked him to share them with you. So Roger, first of all, welcome to Contractor Sense. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. I always love talking to you. My pleasure. Okay. You, you had lots of fun comments and fun ways to deal with this. And you deal with um, contractors, employees all the time. So, I mean, you're aware of the arsonist and fireman story, i.e., do you start fires because you're bored? Uh, do you start them because you just have to stir up trouble or you, want, you got the bright, shiny new object syndrome? So, we're going here, and then your employees roll their eyes in the back of their heads, and then you got to put out the fires, and you feel good, right? That's right. <laughs> That's right. It's awful. I have to deal with that. I have people hire me all the time, and they really just don't set the expectation. They just hope it changes, and that's a big mistake because the, the leader has to, has to set the boundary. Here's who we are. Here's what we're going to do, and... Uh, it's my business, my rules. I set the stage, the culture. Uh, I invited you to work here, and uh, you know you got If you you got to respect my boundaries. This is this is these are this is my world, not your world. And they either want to work in your world or not. That's right. But what I see is I see owners who are extremely codependent, which means they need their people and they're afraid. Um, you know they're more more worried about you know if I chant if I stick. If I set the boundaries, they're afraid everybody will quit. And uh, you can't run a business that way and be successful. No, not for a long period, no, not for the long term. I mean, you can do it short term and have short term profitability, mm-hmm. but long term building a great culture, building a great team, you got to set the tone. Ruth, I think what happens is, I mean, I heard this. I was in a culture, it wasn't working very well. And the owner said this, well, you know, guys, we're going to give this a try. And I had to get him. I said, this will never work until you're committed. Could you imagine being in an army or a, 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 an army division and the general said, you know, we're going to try to do this. That's, <laughs> that's nuts. Nobody's going to be committed until the owner's committed. And if you're not committed, don't start. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and if you get bored, don't stir up trouble either. That's right. That's right. Go, yeah. go find something else to do, you know, volunteer for a nonprofit, find something that you're passionate about helping people with. Explain to me, what does that look like? An owner being bored and stirring up trouble? What happens? Oh my gosh. I've, I've had two clients like that and got totally pissed off about it. And so now before I start working with a client, I say, look, we're going to make this work and it's going to do really, really well. And you're going to put the time, effort and energy in it. I'm going to leave you and it's going to be working well. Don't screw it up so that you have something to do. And I've had two Mm -hmm. in the past do it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's a total waste of time, effort, energy, their money, my time, their time, Mm -hmm. their employees' time. Don't screw it up. Let it go. Go find a hobby. Because unfortunately, as you well know, 
most, not most, I'd say a lot of, of contractors, whether it's plumbing, electrical, HVAC, they live, eat and breathe business and they don't do anything else. So when it's when it's time to retire or the business is working well, they feel like they're not needed. And, they, uh, and, and they're like, okay, I got to do something to be needed again. Well, yeah, but that's where they need to be. That means they become a great leader and they're supposed to spend their time on vision and creating stuff, not, not messing with what's already working. <laughs> Yeah, that's what they're supposed to be doing. That <laughs> I went doesn't through mean that. they're doing it. I went, I went through that, Ruth. I had to t- talk with one of my leadership development coaches back when I was doing well. And I said, hey, I feel guilty. It's 12 o'clock. I'm going to work out. I got nothing to do. That's she good. Said, she said, that's good. That's where you're supposed to be. Now you're supposed to work on creating a vision, you know, create stuff, vision, vision. That's what leaders do. And, you know, I, she, she helped me get through you know, getting out of work and doing all the work. And I, I really didn't have anything to do. So that's a good thing. That's what, that means you're really achieving. All right. So what did you end up doing? You were in a situation that, you know, everything was working well. You didn't have to put out any fires. Mm-hmm. Um, you were profitable. Mm-hmm. Every, the systems that we had put in place were actually there and they were working, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And you got bored. Well, it wasn't so much that I got bored, Ruth. I, I wanted to help people. Uh, and I wanted to do this. So I sold my business so I could fulfill more of a calling. Mm-hmm. I could do it in the context of the business, and I did. But I sold the business so I could uh, really help other people grow. And uh, it wasn't, wasn't that I was bored. It was just, well, it might have been bored. It was just not what I was called to do. Uh, I built the business and grew and I had the, the business was there kind of like to sharpen me and, uh, the business helped me grow personally. And once I grew, I wanted to help others grow personally. So you sold it and yep. then what happened? Was it like this immediate, oh my gosh, what am I going to do now? And <laughs> it's like you, you sold the business day one I and sold, the next, yeah. the next day did you get up and go, what am I supposed to do? No, I sold it and I had a contract with the company I sold it to for a couple of years and I did that and then I resigned and then I wanted to do this, but I was chicken because I didn't know how. <laughs> and uh, I actually went back in the heating and air conditioning business like Sears does uh-huh. and I did 700 grand in a year and uh, finally just got fed up and said, you know, I'm not going to do this anymore because it's not what I want to do. Uh-huh. But it's, I was chicken to make the, I, went, I hired a coach, but the transition was really difficult. And, you know, to get where I am today, Ruth, you know, you know, I mean, not to get into a bunch of personal stuff, but I had to go through a really big swamp. I mean, it took me eight or nine years to really get going because of just, you know, change of lifestyle. And you know all about that. Yeah, I know about it, was, we, it was a big struggle. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, the lesson learned was? The lesson learned during what? During the, the transition. I mean, ah, you knew, you knew the, the calling. Lesson. Yeah, the, you knew the calling wasn't there anymore. So you sold the business. Now we have the transition. I guess and you learned. Yeah, the biggest lesson that I learned through the transition from going from owning a heat and air business to going through the swamp, getting here, is just persevere, face the adversity, and and it builds character. That's the lesson I learned. Definitely does. Okay. Yeah. So let's assume you are working with a client yep. and you see that there is an arsonist employee, i.e. somebody who likes to stir up trouble, somebody mm-hmm. who is a drama king or a drama queen, 
and you know stomps out and goes i'm not doing this and you know just makes it miserable for everybody who's in the office what would you do with that person and i'm going to ask you to hold that until after the break okay, okay. yeah good, good question all right. We, you are listening to Contractor Sense. Thank you very much. I'm talking with Roger Davidson. And Roger, before we go to break, where can they find you? Okay. My website is uh, rogerdaviston.com. And we will be right back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. I've seen my clients' salespeople struggle when a customer asks why they should use your company rather than the competition when your price is higher and you both are proposing the same equipment. I've seen technicians struggle when customers ask them whether they should replace an 18-year-old air conditioner. And most salespeople and technicians never ask the one question that most customers are concerned about, yet never ask. Can I trust you? I found a tool that gives your salespeople and technicians the ammunition to answer this question and more. And the tool works. How do I know? 68% of my clients are using it to increase sales and referrals. What is it? A trust book with your name on it as the author. More details are at HVACTrustBooks.com. Warning, there is only one contractor per area that can get these great books. Some areas are already taken. They've gone to my clients. If you want your area and want to have a tool for your salespeople and technicians to increase referrals and sales, then go to HVACTrustBooks.com now and reserve your area. Eliminate costly warranty leak repair headaches. Three years ago, Ruth King wrote a leak policy letter for one of her clients who was dealing with huge warranty leak issues. When she gave the letter to technicians and trained them on how to use it, warranty leaks went from zero, that's right, zero. Then, she gave the letter to one of her other clients and any contractor who wanted it. The results? The same. Zero warranty leak repairs. The unexpected benefits? An increase in replacement sales. Ruth shares the letter with anyone and everyone who wants it. So, get your sample leak policy letter for free. No strings, no catches, no guarantee of results. Go to hvacchannel.tv or call us at 877-520-4321. Click on the link in the middle of the homepage to get your free leak policy letter. I hope you experience zero warranty leak repairs and eliminate a major costly headache. All right, we're back. I'm talking with Roger Davidson, and I left Roger with a cliffhanger question, which was, suppose you have an arsonist, somebody who's a drama king or a drama queen in your organization. How do you deal with that person? Well, I think the best way to tell you is just to give you a real example without using real names. Okay. Uh, so I had uh, an owner and a service manager call me and uh, I was coaching them and doing leadership development. They said, Hey, you know, uh, technician a who happens to be a cousin family member, uh, you know, he, here, let me tell you what he did today. And he does this frequently, but we talked to him about something and he slams his, uh, his metal pad down and then he, he he stomps out the door and slams the door and then he goes out and gets in his truck and screeches out the parking lot is that what you're talking about arsonist that's an arsonist absolutely so we're on the phone and i said okay so i got a question uh it's your business it's your culture is that behavior that you're gonna allow well, we have. I said, well, that wasn't my question. Do you, are you going to allow that or not? And he said, well, we don't want to. And I said, well, you got to decide. <laughs> you got to decide. It's not my business. Well, we don't want to allow that behavior. I said, okay, so here's what you got to do. 
you, you have to bring him in, and here's the model. It's really a simple step. It's one, two, three, four. You, here's how to ask for what you want, and here's what we ask for. We don't want you to do that behavior. You must stop. You just, number one, you express what you see and hear. Number two, you tell people how you feel about what you saw and heard. Number three, you ask for what you want. And then number four, you give benefits or consequences to them saying yes or no to your request. Real simple. Hey, technician A, listen, we love you. We want you to work here, but let me tell you what we saw. We saw you slam your pad down. We saw you walk out the door. We heard you slam the door, and then we heard you screech out of the parking lot. And when you do that, it really upsets me and frustrates me. I do not want my culture to be like that. You please stop that behavior. Can you stop? Because if, because in order to work here, you have to change that. And suppose and, he says yes. Yes. And then does it again. Well, you pull the buddy Ray chain. The buddy Ray chain is a, is a chain. I have a client that has a dog named buddy Ray. And he <laughs> takes buddy Ray for a walk. And buddy Ray is not allowed to chase squirrels when they walk on the leash. And he's not allowed to sniff in culverts when they walk on the leash. So when Buddy Ray does that, he yanks the, yanks the leash. And you know what? He doesn't have to yank the leash anymore, but he had to yank the leash a lot in the beginning. But now Buddy Ray sees a squirrel, and he looks back up at my client Brad and uh, doesn't chase the squirrel. So when he does it again, you confront him again. And when oh. he does it again, you confront him again. And at some point, you have to set some limits. Listen, you know, you do it again, you're going to have to leave. And then do you fire the guy, even if he's your best tech? Absolutely. Why would you? He's not playing by the rules. He can't be in the culture. We love you, but these, you can't work here and be that way. You have to change. I'll go out to eat dinner with you. I'll come over Christmas. It has nothing to do with love. We love you, but the, you can't, you, the rules you're breaking, we can't have that, have that happen. It's yeah. just boundaries. You're violating a boundary. And he's your best technician. And yep. you're going to lose a lot of revenues of fear. Yep. But what really happens, at least in my experience, and you have the story, mm -hmm. is that everybody else rallies around, does as best they possibly can, and they go, thank God we got rid of him. They're going, thank you, thank you, boss, for having some backbone that you've needed to have for years. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. That's what happens. Yep. Because exactly. they're waiting on, I wish this guy would stand up and have some backbone. Because... Children, employees, need boundaries. Children need boundaries. Employees need boundaries. They may not like them, but they need them and they appreciate them. They know they need them. They respect them too. They do a general rule. Well, but when you have those that don't, you got to kick them out. Yeah. They are not, you know, company A, B, and C material, so to speak. Right. You, you can't work here. Go, that's right. You can't work here and be that way. It just, it's my rules. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how long does it normally take an owner to get up the guts to do that? Ruth, there are so many owners out there that can't do this. You would be, I'm sure, you know, it's a big problem. Sometimes they never do. I mean, you got, these are issues that go back to when they were, you know, they're just scared of conflict and sometimes they're scared to disappoint people. And uh, Ruth, I've seen people that never make the change. So sometimes, so how long does it take? 
Sometimes it takes a long time. Sometimes you get somebody that gets it. Uh, sometimes you get somebody that gets it and wants to change, but they just never do. Yeah. I quit. Yeah. Yeah. You quit. That means you don't work for me anymore. That's exactly right. I'm not wasting their time, their money or my time. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a good, yeah. Yeah. That's my boundary. How's that? That's a really good one. So, all right. So we have the employee, the, the arsonist tech. What would you, and, and this is a real, honest, this, this is a story that actually occurred also. We had an arsonist who was an accounts payable clerk. Yes. Who was absolutely loved for whatever reason we can't figure out in, by the two owners of the company. And they wouldn't let the controller fire her. I mean, she'd go up and go, no, I'm not doing this and stomp out the door. I mean, it's just like a two-year-old. Yep. And what would you do in that particular case? And I'll tell you what I did. <laughs> well, Here's your test. <laughs> who, is, who, is, uh, who is she accountable to? She's supposedly accountable to the controller, but the owners won't let the controller fire her. Okay. And she works for the controller and she mm -hmm. won't do something. Yeah. Is there, what was the reason? Was there a reason? She didn't want to do it. She so said, there's, we weren't violating any values no, of her personally? No, no, She just was being a pain in the, you know what? Yeah. So you want to know what I did? Tell me. It was something that came down to dollars and cents because she had pulled this many, many, many times. And, you know, even though she supposedly worked for the controller, she says, I'm not accountable to you. And she was, and in the chain of command and everything and on their org chart and everything. So I said to the controller, I said, put it down into dollars and cents. Every time she does this, how much is it costing the owners in terms of the bottom line? I mean, she's disruptive. She more and more stuff didn't get collected. I mean, I can go on and on and on, but when we put it in dollars and cents, which the owners could see how much she was actually costing the company. Yep. They gave her the ability to fire her and she did. Yep. Yes, and I, that's what should have happened. But you know what the real issue is, Ruth? What? The, the controller did not have any personal authority over the accounts payable person, and that is a mistake of the leadership. Correct. I would so agree. So the, leader, the leadership made the mistake of not delegating personal authority to the controller, and that's, a, that's, an, issue, that's an issue. It's a boundary issue. Mm -hmm. who, owned, who, who has personal authority over that person? Well, whoever that person is needs to manage that person. And if, if, the, if I was the controller, I'd say, listen, I, can't, I don't have any personal authority over her. You haven't given it to me and I don't have any control over her. So, don't, so I can't ask her to do anything because I have no authority. You do. You ask her. You're the boss, not me. I just happen. You want me to be the boss, but you haven't given me any authority. Right. And without authority, I can't do anything. So don't ask me. Agreed. That was the other way to do it. And mm -hmm. I just had her put it in dollars and cents. Well, she's a control and she's a numbers freak. So this was yeah. actually easy for her to do. And once they saw how much it costs, okay, we got it. Done. Yeah. Finished. Yeah. So, all right. If somebody wants to reach you, it's rogerdaviston.com, correct? Yep. And it's D-A-V-I-S-T-O-N, rogerdaviston.com. Uh, email same, roger at rogerdaviston.com. Uh, if you want to set an appointment and talk, talk about, you know, some of these issues for free, there's a place where you can set an appointment with me online. It'll pop up on the right hand bottom and I'll be glad to talk to you about it. But, uh, I do, a, I do a seminar called, um, what you allow will continue. 
and uh, it just, it it's a full day of how and when to say no. Very good. Roger, yeah. thanks so much for sharing today. Thank you. Enjoyed it. And thanks to all of you for joining us. Choose one thing that you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you are listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.